Welcome to day 163 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings which can be found in 1 Kings chapter 8 and 2 Chronicles chapter 5, with a focus on 1 Kings chapter 8 verses 27 to 30. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built! Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea, O Lord my God, listening to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you this day, that your eyes may be open night and day towards this house, the place which you have said, My name shall be there, that you may listen to the prayer that your servants offer towards this place, and listen to the plea of your servant and of your people Israel, when they pray towards this place and listen in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Once again, coming back to the monumental aspects that surround the temple, primarily as a means of reconciliation with God, a reminder of deep covenant with God, which is why the temple was such a big deal. Solomon reiterates that no building can contain God, but gives a prayer of benediction and purpose, in other words, when we pray here, hear us. When we offer sacrifices here, see When we call out to you, hear our voices and forgive. In other words, Solomon's under no guise that this is meant to be a place for reconciliation. First and foremost, its primary purpose is to worship God. And its second purpose is reconciliation with God. Hear when your servant prays. Solomon is asking for God to be responsive to his call. And at times, when we pray, sometimes we think, well, I have to go to a certain place. I have to be in a certain way. I know growing up, there was something special about going to the altar. It seemed that if there was a special speaker, if it was camp, the altar, which would really just be the front of the room where the musicians were, or the the preacher was, people would go up there and they would pray and be prayed for. And there was this feeling like that place would be more special. And God can hear you wherever you are. And God can heal you wherever you are. And God can mend your heartbreak wherever you are. I think as I've wrestled with this concept of coming to the altar, which is very Old Testament imagery, what I realize is sometimes it's not where we're going. It is the heart with which we're going to, if that makes sense. So going to the front of your church to receive prayer and to pray in some ways is an act of humility. One, because you are publicly professing that there is a need that only God can fulfill. It's also a public sign of the trust and faith that you have in God. And I think at times the reason why maybe we think it's more likely to happen at the altar is because the state of people And the heart of people who are going up there is often one of humility, desperate need. And not to say that those are the factors we need in order to guarantee an answer to prayer, because that, as Scripture has revealed, those aren't ways to guarantee prayer, or at least no, they're not ways to guarantee the answer to prayer that we want. So Solomon, in in the same regard, is going, the only thing special about this place is that we're asking it to be a place where we focus our attention 
Because God, you're everywhere. But when we go here, hear us. Now we're lucky because when the curtain split with Christ's sacrifice, the whole earth essentially became a place where we could pray to God wherever we wanted. We no longer have to go to a place to connect with God. We can connect with him everywhere and anywhere. But sometimes when we when we dedicate a place, some people uh, growing up talked about having a prayer closet where they would go to. And what that was is a space in their house or where they lived that they dedicated to prayer. And I think when we show God that kind of discipline and dedication. This is a place, God, that I'm I'm going to make for us to have deep relationship with. This is where we're going to build our relationship. Even though we can build it all over, there's something about the intentionality that comes with things like that, the intentionality to going to the altar. Does it change things? Does it make your prayers more effective? I can't say that. But I do know that when your heart's in the right place, when you're crying out to God with your whole heart, we're told that he hears. It's when we seek him with our whole heart, when there's humility in our hearts. And, and Solomon's prayer here reflects that in conjunction with what his hope for the temple will be. So when we pray, let's have sincere hearts. So when we pray, let's go to God. And if you have a place that you go to, to pray, great. No shame in that. I personally like to go for walks anywhere quiet. I find I like walking through the forest. That's where I find I connect with God the deepest or sitting next to a calm body of water, or sometimes, as morbid as this might sound, being in a cemetery. It's quiet. It's reflective. It's a reminder. All these different places, to me, remind me that I am finite to some extent, and God is infinite. And it's only through his grace that, you know, one day I'll step out of this life and into the next. But wherever you connect with God best, do it there. Dedicate it to him. Give him that time and watch. Watch what happens. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.